1: Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey
2: guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs in schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us.
1: was trying to brand us, we were going to become the McDonald's of Kid Treatment.
2: Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Saren Burnett.
1: What's up, Elizabeth Dutton? Nothing much. How you be, girl?
0: I'm Elizabeth Dutton.
1: And I'm Elizabeth Dutton.
0: And do you know what's ridiculous?
1: I do. Oh, yeah. Well, tell me. You got a sec? Yeah. Okay. Your favorite band... Guns and Roses. <laughs> so in 1989, they were on a world tour, right? Yeah. So that was like there for appetite destruction, I guess. Mm-hmm. The opening, right? So they get back from the road after that tour, and then Slash has nothing to do. So what's Slash gonna do? Well, apparently being on, on the Yeah, being on the road had given him like a regular schedule. Without a schedule, he falls into a really bad cocaine and heroin problem mm-hmm. for two years. Now, apparently, as he said, and I quote, it turned out to be the start of a long and nightmarish obsession with heroin, and it lasted from 1989 until 1991. Wow. While he was on that nightmarish obsession with heroin, he had a particularly funny exchange. Oh. I know, you're like, how can that be, Zaren? Trust me, you'll laugh when you hear it. <laughs> Dude's out there on a binge. He's like on heroin and cocaine and just like, you know, zooted to the high heck and slash he starts tripping, like, hallucinating. I don't know if he hadn't been sleeping or if he's mixing in other drugs. Mm-hmm. All I can find is definitely heroin and cocaine. I'm imagining some other drugs in there, yeah. too. Probably possibly hadn't eaten well. And I don't sleep know. sleep
0: deprivation. He's yeah.
1: hallucinating. And uh, he starts, he's also, mind you, on a golf course in Arizona. Okay. So, golf course, Arizona slash hallucinating. It's oh, nighttime. Boy. He remembers thinking, and I quote, that he was being chased by predators with rubbery-looking dreadlocks. So, these... <laughs> rubbery dreadlocks predators. They also had harpoons like they were on a whaling expedition in Arizona uh-huh. and machine guns. So they had harpoons oh, and machine guns. He, terrifying. He was booking. He was running, right? So then what does he do? He runs through a glass door <gasps> and then he gets into like, the, I don't know, like a maid in the in the golf course. He grabs her, tries to use her as a human shield. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the courage <laughs> and then the police come and they, they stop him they arrest him and he tells the whole story to the police in vivid detail because yeah. he's still tripping so he's telling them and, and i quote i was still high enough that i told the story without a shred of self-consciousness oh can you imagine slash telling you that story <laughs> right. you're just some arizona I can <laughs> uh,
0: so there you go see i told you you'd wow. laugh yeah uh, that is ridiculous right? that poor dear um do you know what else is ridiculous no
1: but i was hoping you did
0: Accusing the victim of the very crime you've perpetrated against them.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Mm.
0: This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. I
1: know you heard that.
0: I love eccentrics.
1: Yeah, you do. You are kind of an eccentric. I kind of am. Um,
0: I have a book by Edith Sitwell called English Eccentrics.
1: Oh, yes. Some of the world's best.
0: Oh, yeah. It's wild. Uh, (laughs) Princess Caribou is in the book. We talked about her before. Um, there are hermits, adventurers, charlatans, weirdos. Mm, my and people. As a weirdo, I love these folks. <laughs> um, and there are degrees of delusion yes. in eccentrics, um, some more severe than others. True. Very yeah. true. So I have for you today a grifter. Nice. An art forger. Ooh. A liar. Yeah. A supreme eccentric. Talk that talk. <laughs> <laughs> he has, of course, an equally eccentric wife. Got I to. I mean, you have to.
1: pair to beat a straight.
0: A sort of folie adieu, mm. um, although I don't want to wade in, into any, like, issues of mental illness. Let's stick with eccentric okay. for now. Um, his name is William Toy, and he was born in 1931. Like T-O-Y? T-O-Y-E. Oh. Toy. Okay. Um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, ah. birthed this boy. Um, this is to get you situated in Yes. Time. So Tell me about this boy, Toy. So he dropped out of, he dropped out of high school. <laughs> And that seems like it was a lot easier to do in the late 1940s.
1: You just had to slip out.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, like my grandpa dropped out of sixth grade to get a job to help the family back in the day, like pre pre that uh-huh, time. Totally, it was like last year. Um. Anyway, my grandpa, sixth grade last year, uh, toy. He bailed on high school, and he was artistically and mechanically inclined, uh, and he eventually worked his way up to a gig making architectural models for engineering firms. Wow, that's not that's bad, right? And cool. Impressive. He taught himself to paint along the way. Hmm. And by the 1960s, he was working as an artist. Hmm. That was his gig. So another artist who was also self-taught, but had a much more compelling and impressive story, was Clementine Hunter.
1: Hmm. Don't know she, that name.
0: She was born in late 1886 to a Creole family at a plantation in Nagadoches Parish, Louisiana. Her grandparents were enslaved on a nearby plantation, um, and it was, you know, here on this other one that she um, got to picking cotton and pecans or pecans, Peacans. as they say down there. Yeah. She Pecan worked as pie. a worked as a maid and a cook. And again, this is like, you know, post Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a fun fact about her: on the morning that she gave birth to one of her kids, she harvested 78 pounds of cotton, and then she went home and called for the midwife.
1: Wait, wait a minute. You said on the day she gave birth.
0: Yeah, so she's
1: she's like hours from labor. She picks seventy eight pounds of cotton.
0: Mm-hmm. Seventy eight pounds. Now of I cotton. know a little bit
1: about picking cotton from family stories.
0: That's a lot that's of cotton a lot of in a cotton. day. Yeah. I mean,
1: like that's that's a real yeah. good day. She
0: is a strong, smart Damn. woman who was denied an education. She couldn't read or write. And I think it's important to remember that when the Civil War ended, enslaved people weren't just free to wave goodbye to their oppressors and walk to the city and get a job in an apartment. You know they were in economic shackles still. Oh yeah, definitely. And for those who you know ignorantly say, "Oh, but they learned a trade," uh, they had nothing.
1: Oh, no, they had nothing. I mean, coming out of slavery, you got to think about, like, okay, someone used to own you. So if you let your dog go, what would they have? Mm-hmm. That was basically slavery. But, you know, just obviously, I don't want to make the comparison to animals, but I'm saying, would you own something that is a fitting comparison well, and for the of,
0: enslavers? They were not allowed
1: to have anything other than, like, you know, some ragtag clothing they got each year. Like, here's your coat for the year. Mm-hmm. Here's your. You but know, they pants were seen the as animals. I mean, well, they that's were treating okay, it as yeah. chattel, uh, chattel livestock. Right. Yeah. So they
0: had no money, no education, nothing. no real rights. And then, so they're generally stuck where they were totally um and uh now they're just getting a pittance and basically prevented from advancing in Mm -hmm. any way this is a historical fact sure it's our truth um so kick rocks if you aren't willing to confront this and the ramifications as well i'm not talking to you
1: oh you mean like someone would say that like coming out of slavery you're in a good spot because now you're free or something Oh, oh yeah no no yeah
0: exactly so clementine she couldn't read, she couldn't write, but she soaked up what she saw in the world around her. Uh-huh. And one day in the late 1930s, Clementine, now a grandmother, she found a box of paint tubes left behind by a visitor to the plantation. Okay. Because the plantation by that time had become sort of a literary and artistic salon. Oh, wow. It was like a retreat. you never expect that. <laughs> no, not at all. So she was fascinated by the colors and yeah. the textures of the paint, and she goes back to her living quarters. She pulls down a window shade and begins conveying in paint the realities of her daily life, the images of her memory, the musings of her imagination. Sure. Uh, she became a folk artist, sort of an outsider artist. Uh-huh. Uh, her figures are very much reminiscent of those in quilt making. And that was a skill oh, and an yes. art that she learned early in life. Um, and eventually she would incorporate sewing and quilting and even weaving into her visual art. Ooh, but very for cool. this point, like she's just painting. Mm-hmm. She started selling paintings after her husband died. She put up a sign outside of her cabin that said, Clementine Hunter, artist, 25 cents to look. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she got her first shows in... Wait, the, 25 cents like walk in to and look, just so see what you, peek what you at have um, on display? Yeah,
0: exactly. Maybe you can make an offer. Like so it. she gets her first shows in 1945, and then in 1949... She got wider recognition thanks to the New Orleans Arts and Crafts Show. You said
1: 49?
0: 49. Okay. And in 1953, she was profiled in Look Magazine, Very and that cool. took her national. So the people involved with the writers and the artist colony at the plantation, they helped her out. There was this journalist, uh, Francois Mignon, who was a friend of Camille Henry. Cammy Henry was the owner of the plantation. Okay. And so Francois Mignon... He provided Clementine with paint and materials and then sang her praises to everyone he met. Mm. And her paintings got displayed um, first in a local drugstore, and they were on sale for a dollar a pop. Just okay. like $12 today. Sure. Um, but, you know, she's just gaining all this momentum. In 1956, she and Francois Mignon, they wrote a cookbook together about the food at the plantation. So she contributed recipes, illustrations, oh. and these were like family recipes that went okay. back. Um, so she's getting this like recognition and acknowledgement mm-hmm. in all of this. She painted for decades. Uh, she had a lot of exhibitions and shows all over the South. She was the first black artist to have a solo exhibition at the New, York- New Orleans Museum of Art. Wow!
1: Good idea. Uh,
0: she received an invitation to the White House from President Jimmy Carter. Yeah, go and on, she Jimmy. got a letter from President Ronald Reagan. A Northwestern State University of Louisiana uh, gave her an honorary doctorate of fine arts oh, very cool. in 1986. Louisiana Governor Edwin Edwards made her an honorary colonel. And in 2019, long after she passed, Louisiana state legislators passed a resolution that designated October 1st as Clementine Hunter Day. Damn. Right? So she painted right up until the end of her life in 1988 at the age of 101.
1: I love that she started late and got all this. I mean, she starts as a grandmother. Starts as a grandmother. That's right. amazing. Like, I it, think
0: that the letter from Reagan was for her one hundredth birthday. I'm kind of guessing, seventh. that yeah. you said
1: forty nine fifty. Is yeah, not, yeah so. but
0: to do this, to come from absolutely nothing, it's amazing, and create this, and to um, paint into
1: your hundreds.
0: Well, and by the time of her death in a hundred and one, her paintings were selling for thousands of dollars. You're she goes from twenty five cents to take a look to yeah. thousands of dollars. In her life, she painted four thousand. To five thousand paintings, like wow. there's just tons, um, and because of like her sort of primitive style, people thought that they could forge her work.
1: Oh, like Basquiat stuff.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so even her own relatives, as well as the those of plantation owner Cami Henry, they made fakes of Clementine's oh work. Yeah, James L. We didn't get to exploit
1: enough of your family, so we wanted to exploit <laughs> you,
0: right? Uh, James L. Wilson, in his book Clementine Hunter, American Folk Artist, quote. In 1974, Hunter's reputation had grown so, and with it, the price of her works, that the inevitable occurred, a forgery scare. Rumors that either a grandson or a nephew was grinding out Hunter copies and selling them began to fly. And in New Orleans, an artist was charged with copying her paintings and trying to sell them as Hunter originals. Hmm. We're going to talk about that artist.
1: Way to go, Elizabeth. You found a way to make me not root for a criminal. Right? I
0: know. Look at me. So, like, art dealers, they'd been complaining about these fakes. Yes. So the New Orleans police opened an investigation. Get them! Detective <laughs> Robert Poitavant and yes. Officer Roma Kent, they okay. answered a newspaper ad for the sale of Clementine Hunter paintings. They went undercover to meet with the seller at a house on Canal Street.
1: On Canal Street. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The guy shows the plainclothes cops 12 paintings supposedly uh, painted by Clementine Hunter. And upon inspection, the officers determined they were fakes. So they had studied up. They knew everything about her work. They arrested the seller, and they even discovered 10 more fakes at his own house. Wow. Who is this guy? William Toy.
1: Ah, Bad Billy Toy. Bad Billy Toy. The toy boy. Toy
0: boy. He gets booked on 22 counts of forgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was alleged by police that he forged both the works of Clementine Hunter and her initials, her signature. So it wasn't just like, I'm painting this and it's unattributed. Mm-hmm. Remember, we've talked we about it. Like, yeah, signature, that signature that's what on makes it, it yeah. a
1: fraud. That's what makes it a forgery. And
0: that's why he couldn't say it was like an appreciation piece mm-hmm. or whatever Tony Tetro used to say. So, the police, they tracked down other paintings sold by Toy and took them to Clementine for authentication.
1: But oh, she's so so, still alive at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's okay.
0: 92 years old. She's living in Melrose, Louisiana. She confirmed, you know what? I didn't paint these. Um, And the signature, total forgery. So after that, then the cops brought in another 22 paintings for her to authenticate because mm. they've got the source. Yeah. Uh, Toy spent a day in jail. Then he hired the best defense attorney in town. He posted bail via a $2,000 bond. The case, though, was never prosecuted. Just kind of fell apart. Who knows why? 97, he strikes again. I guess they
1: felt there wasn't a major victim. I suppose so. Uh,
0: He strikes again in Baton Rouge in 97. So he and his wife, they consigned more paintings to the Louisiana Auction Exchange in Baton Rouge. Um, But these weren't just Clementine Hunter pieces. They were also works by Matisse and Degas. Oh, wow. Yeah, all fake, of course. Of course, naturally. Um, So he accused, Toy accused the owner of the auction house, Ronald Causey, of taking the real pieces and then counterfeiting them and putting those up for sale. Oh, was like it? I gave you the blueprint and you made a copy, and that's what so uh, and now now I'm the victim.
1: Suddenly I'm the problem.
0: Yeah. So Toy files complaints with Louisiana Auctioneer's Licensing Board against Causey, against the guy he ripped off. Wow. Saying that Causey withheld payments for the paintings that were sold at auction. The board oh. took no action. Okay. Uh then Causey later passed away from lung cancer. However, Toy started spreading rumors that the FBI had been trying to conduct a raid on Causey's house, and he told people that while Causey's wife tried to barricade the door, Causey went to the back of the house and took his own life. Whoa! He said, quote, There was a gunshot. The FBI pushed the door open and went in and found Causey dead.
1: None of this is true.
0: None of it's true. Toy's wife, Beryl... Uh B-E-R-Y-L.
1: Okay, great name. Not
0: like Crate and Beryl. Yeah, no, I um, love <laughs> Beryl. I love that name, though. Wrote to a friend of hers who's mm-hmm. also an accomplice, Robert mm-hmm. Lucky, quote, he stole about 1.3 million worth of art from us. He was a dangerous criminal who surrounded himself with other dangerous criminals. We literally hounded him to his death. <laughs> They're saying up to that, Causey. Here's wow. what Kazi's widow, Sandra, had to say, quote. Ron would be the last person in the world to kill himself. He died of lung cancer. My husband was a fine, big-hearted person who didn't like to think people could do bad things to you. And so he trusted Mr. Toy. And the whole time, Mr. Toy was deceiving him. By the time we finished dealing with Mr. Toy, both Ron and I were convinced he was either completely insane or completely evil.
1: So he took the other approach on dead men tell no tales. Like, <laughs> dead man can't change what I'm saying. Uh-huh. That's nuts. So
0: completely insane, completely evil, why Yes. Both. That's what I'm with. Right. So when we come back, we'll dive further into the bizarre behavior of William and Beryl Toy. All right. Can I rant for a sec? Please.
1: Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime. It also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit SimplySafe.com/slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
3: Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher.
0: Zaren. Elizabeth. Over here. Oh, Hey. Over here. Uh, Question. Yes. You in the uh, front row. Thank you. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, barrel. Good good call. Uh, William and Barrel Toy.
1: Like, I just kept it just a barrel. Barrel, like her name, Barrel. A barrel. But otherwise it could be barrel and boy toy, that just sounds Beryl weird. Barrel and
0: boy toy is like a really like a failed eighties movie <laughs> like <laughs> script that never even got made. One's a computer, a robot. Like, All right, another. hear me out. Barrel yeah. and boy toy. <laughs> like, no. But it's not a real and...
1: barrel, it's a computer. <laughs>
0: What was that crazy cooked out producer's name? Don Simpson. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer's partner. She passed on that. Could you believe yeah, that? <laughs> Don on Barrel and Boy yeah. Toy. Um, so, William and Beryl Toy. He was
1: my friend's hero.
0: Just, that says That's a lot right about there. my friend. That's right there. Yeah. He looked at
1: that. He's like, I want to be like that guy. <laughs> oh,
0: dear God. Um, anyway, so these two, this gruesome twosome, they're forging paintings by local uh, renowned folk outsider artist Clementine Hunter. Mm-hmm. And then also world famous French painters yes. to throw it in. Why not? Um, they are sowing chaos and nastiness wherever they go. As their crimes advanced, so did their paranoia and delusion.
1: Ah, yes. So like uh, meth as people.
0: <laughs> exactly. After the whole causey affair, they start spiraling out. Okay. They installed bulletproof glass in their downstairs windows. What? Which, you know, can't hurt. It's not cheap. Listen, yeah, I would do it at my house. If I could. <laughs> did you know I had a car once that had bulletproof windows and a bomb plate underneath? Wait, what? It was so comforting. Wait, what? I'm dead serious. How did you have a bomb plate in a I car? I don't want to talk about it, but I did. What? Are you serious? I didn't know I had a bomb plate until How I took you... it to the mechanic the first time. Like, uh-huh. you know. And they put it up. And they're like, this is registering is so much heavier than it should be. And they put it up on the lift thing. they like, wow, you a, why do you have a bomb plate? I'm like, I don't it know. It stretched
1: the length of the car? Uh-huh.
0: And then I had a bullet. Like, when you rolled the window down, it was doubled. They were bulletproof glass. Why are
1: you driving one of Pablo Escobar's cars? Because. No, for real. How did you have a bulletproof? <laughs> I don't want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have so many questions. Kilo, you know what? How could you just tease a man like that? It was, it
0: was, it was well, a, I
1: once had a bulletproof car. It was
0: very comfort comforting. I bet it was. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. All right. So they didn't stop at the glass Mystery in their house. Gal. Go on. <laughs> they didn't stop at the glass. Um, they put a booby trap under the window in the carport, which is, it's a clever one. Uh-huh. So they had, um, they laid down a bunch of marbles. Okay. And then they put a sheet of glass on top of that. So that this is how this is what William Toy said, quote, anybody who steps on it will be in for a surprise.
1: Wait, what? what? In, yeah. Inside the home? Underneath a window? No, no, no. no. Outside, outside the home.
0: Outside their house. Like there's the carport and yes. there's this window there. And it, like, in, if you try and break in, you're going to step on marbles and glass.
1: You're not going to notice the marbles and glass?
0: No, because who looks where they're walking, Sarah? Yes, of course not. It's all very home alone.
1: It's very Home Alone.
0: So in the middle of all this, the toys are adamant that the paintings they're trying to sell are totally real. Totally legal. Totally (laughs) cool. Trap Home Alone. (laughs) Exactly. And they said that they were the real victims here. Yeah. This is a witch hunt. Of course. How, How were they the victims? Well, it's obvious.
1: They're saying they are.
0: This is what they said. They said that international drug dealers were using auction houses to steal legitimate paintings from honest, trusting sellers like them. (laughs) They said that the dealers switched out the good paintings with copies Mm -hmm. and then went back to the auction houses saying that the pieces were fake and they wanted their money back.
1: Because everyone loves an investigation. Because like,
0: okay, Pablo Escobar is out there buying hippos with his booger sugar money. Mm And then these supposed kingpins are creating a large number of fake paintings in order to flee small auction houses in the South.
1: Yes, he's like, how do I get in on an insurance scam in Louisiana?
0: A very slow, <laughs> slow, where I months have to have long. A crew of forgers, <laughs> exactly, to, yeah.
1: for so, the <laughs> kind of gains that I get for just a tenth of a plane load. Right.
0: So the consigners of the paintings, the <sighs> toys, they didn't get paid, mm-hmm. and all they had were their worthless fakes, garbage <laughs> that had been swapped out by drug dealers. Of course. Uh, they they claim that they, they gave the FBI evidence that antique armoires sold at auction mm-hmm. uh, had hidden compartments that the drug dealers hid narcotics in. Oh, yeah. The armoire was made out of cocaine. I feel like Liquid there cocaine. are less complicated ways to move drugs than hiding it in an armoire putting it up for auction than the buyer (laughs) sitting through said auction to get the item and haul it away
1: (laughs) and if they lose the auction they gotta approach another (laughs) person hey
0: hey let me pay on top of that there has to be like a more efficient and volume appropriate method yeah that's just me i'm a logistics gal so
1: you are yeah you get it like on a plane maybe a small plane flying low over the radar bulletproof
0: (laughs) (laughs) so back to the art it wasn't just Clementine that William Toy was ripping off, as I said. Oh yeah. Um, he was. Uh, he was also great at making forgeries of works by Claude Monet. Huh. Uh, he said, "quote Nobody does Monet better than me. Maybe <laughs> Monet. Uh, if he were still alive, and we both did a water lily painting, tell me the difference."
1: Nobody does it better than water lily Monet.
0: <laughs> exactly. So Toy said in an interview that all that kept him from being a major star a hugely successful artist was agoraphobia.
1: <laughs> that's the only thing that's stopping Emily me, Emily Dickinson would like <laughs> a word. <Exactly. laughs> Although
0: Emily Dickinson only got published after she died, so point taken. Yeah, good, yeah, fair. And so, like, while I am not inclined to take anything this doofus says as true <laughs> no. the agoraphobia angle is interesting. Why? Well, agoraphobia isn't just being afraid to leave the house. I thought it was fear
1: of, like, outside. It's
0: extreme cases that, you know, it's it's an aspect of anxiety disorder. That's what
1: I thought, yeah. Yeah, so
0: you don't want to be somewhere that you can't quickly escape exactly. and you don't want to be too far from your place of safety or comfort yeah. It's not art. like you're
1: afraid of a field. You're afraid of being exposed.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so as someone who deals with clinical anxiety and panic disorder, uh-huh. I've brushed up against those feelings before. You oh, know? really? Yeah. And I can see how not being comfortable being out in the world would impact your art career. Mm-hmm. But dudes seem fine gallivanting all over to sell us fake paintings. Yeah, so I smell a rat.
1: It just seems to be momentary and transactional. Like, oh, it's, it's only here that it comes out.
0: Yeah, exactly. And now I have the Sunday scaries. Yeah. yeah. So anyway... In November of two thousand five, Toy made a deal with a man named Don Fusen. Ah. Not to be confused with Ron Fusen. No, or Don Fusen. Or the
1: devil in Georgia, who also exactly. is out making deals. Yeah,
0: exactly. So Don <laughs>
1: uh,
0: he was a businessman and an art collector from Baton Rouge.
1: Which one? Don or Ron? Don. Don. Okay. Don't thank confuse you.
0: him with Ron Fuzin. Never. Uh, so Don. Mm-hmm. He bought thirty thousand dollars worth of Clementine Hunter paintings from Toy.
1: Actual. Oh no, fake ones. Okay. Yeah.
0: Or so he thought. So come to find out, thanks to the FBI, the paintings were fakes. So Don said later, "quote We can all be fooled, and this man fooled me. I gave him the benefit of the doubt at every turn, and that's not normally me."
1: <laughs> he's doing a lot of work to say he's not an idiot. Oh no?
0: yeah, totally. so toy <laughs> bring it all
1: before it could have happened to anyone. It doesn't normally happen to me, but you know
0: what? Toy toy said told Don that he got the paintings because his wife Beryl uh-huh. bought those directly from Clementine in the nineteen sixties, hmm. and then they threw some more on top of this. Yeah, it's a
1: couple freebies.
0: She hung. No, no, no. They threw more juice onto the story. Oh,
1: I thought she like tossed in a yeah, couple she's extras. Like, here, have like, a couple. Here. You know, <laughs> I like the looks of you.
0: Yeah. You got room in your trunk? Uh, so no, Take these. Beryl hung on to them and even saved. Them from Hurricane Katrina. Oh no! Right. In fact, he said Hurricane Katrina had wiped them out. They had nothing after the hurricane. See, see, they'd had see? a warehouse <laughs> where they kept opera sets, and those all got destroyed. And that's how they were making their money. Ah, of course. You know my opera sets.
1: I moved opera sets for all of the late nineties.
0: <laughs> None of this sounds on the up and up, Don. No, not at all. No, but Don was taken. He said, quote, the story read right to me.
1: Nothing seemed wrong. <laughs> Don, you are easily Don. fooled. I do not believe your previous <laughs> statement about this Don, never happened Don to Don you before. Don felt
0: sorry for them. Uh-huh. So many people took advantage of an absolute tragedy and disaster following Katrina, and it's sickening. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was so horrible. I knew
1: a bunch of artists at the French Quarter, and then they were like, putting stuff out. This is like, basically before Instagram, you being like, hey, we need help. And so they yeah. were desperately putting it out on newsletters. They get like emails. Right. They're like, hey. And there's so many, I couldn't help them all. But and I realized very quickly— they started going, uh, people are pretending to be us, and they're also mm-hmm. asking for help, so this, I want you to know this is authentic. I was like, oh, y'all are And screwed. because of the
0: chaos of it and the lack of records and the lack of— And the
1: of, L- Louisiana of it and all. And the Louisiana
0: of it all, God bless. Uh, yeah, it was totally taken advantage of. Enter, you know, crazy totally. Barrel. It
1: was like the original PPE loan scam, but— yeah. Completely,
0: <laughs> yes. So trusting, generous Don, yes. he bought the paintings from Toy and then turned around and sold them to friends— <laughs> And about a month later, Don started getting calls from the buyers. They'd had the pieces authenticated and experts said they were fake.
1: My appraiser wants to speak with you.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, then the FBI comes calling. (laughs) An FBI agent interviewed Don and three other people uh, who paid Toy nearly $100,000 in total Mm -hmm. for 40 fake Clementine Hunter paintings. So Don, he decides, I'm going to the toys house and I'm getting my money back.
1: So did the FBI clear Don because they're like, this man's too dumb to be the mastermind? Yeah, he's
0: like, he's such a sweetheart. Like, they pet his head. The sweet like, summer okay. child is
1: here. Someone exactly. help him cross the street.
0: So Don, Don Don posse's up. That's he's like, it. but
1: I'm, I'm go- I may be slow. I'm getting I may my not money be, back. But I'm going for
0: my gun. Zarin, okay. close your eyes. Oh, yes. I want you to picture it. Eyes closed. You are the embroidered Ralph Lauren polo logo on Don Fusen's button-down shirt. <laughs> you rest elegantly over the man's heart he has a good heart he loves art, he's trusting but now he's on a mission to get his money back from two lunatics Don sighs as he gets into his car and revs the engine he's on a mission as he speeds down the road and the, with the windows down that thick humid air whips in and you flutter against Don's body he slows the car and comes to a stop on Keedy Drive he gets out of the car and surveys the scene The grass hasn't been cut in ages, and it's as tall as Don's knees. Hmm. There's junk and garbage strewn all through the tall weeds. You can feel Don's heart beating faster behind you. (laughs) He's scared. He walks up to the house and steps onto the dilapidated front porch. There are signs all over the place. Do not disturb. Keep out. Go away. But Don will obey none of these. He steals himself and takes a deep breath. He approaches the front door. This is no ordinary front door. It is a huge iron door. Don stares at the imposing door for a moment and then begins pounding on it with his fist. Suddenly the door creaks open. An old woman with short gray hair peers out from inside the cluttered house. At her feet are three cats circling her ankles, purring and yowing. You and Don look beyond her into the house and see more cats lounging on the furniture under countless pieces of art hung on the walls. Beryl picks up one of the cats. The collar reads, Heebie-jeebie. It's an old cat, its hair thinning and its eyes clouded with cataracts. (laughs) Beryl, says Don. You squint your embroidered eyes at her by pinching two threads together. (laughs) I trusted you and you sold me fakes. (laughs) No, says Beryl. I bought those pieces myself right from the artist. Clementine Hunter sold those to me. I want my money back, Don yells. Beryl yells back. I sold you the real paintings and you made copies. You forged all these paintings and now you're trying to scam us all. And with that, Barrel slammed the iron door. You look over and you see a cat peering at you through a window. Don turns and returns to his car. You rest your logo body against his as he speeds off and heads home empty-handed. So there you are. Ah. A few days later, Don got a letter from Beryl. <laughs> yes. Quote, the onus is not upon us to prove that the paintings are real. It is upon you to prove that they are not.
1: How, how does that how work? How does that,
0: yeah. So, and he did. He proved it. He's like, guess what? They're fakes. Okay, So look, I've, I've got... taken the onus. Yeah. And there you are. Onus
1: back in your court.
0: So Don wanted proof from the toys that the experts were wrong. And the couple had, in fact, bought the paintings directly from the artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, This is what he said. Quote, I was hoping that Mr. Toy would say, let me get a photo album and there would be 40 pictures of Mrs. Toy with Clementine on her front porch. But there were no pictures. I was hoping he would produce a phone number of the friend who had visited Melrose with Mrs. Toy, but they didn't have that either.
1: So no one had been to her Melrose place?
0: No one had. Uh, <laughs> yes.
1: I like that they want a photo album of proof. Like, what are they, my mother? I'm starting I to I just think... want
0: to see photos. Don't you
1: have any pictures? <laughs> Do I need
0: to start making photo albums of proof for things? <laughs> exactly. It's making me nervous. So Don sets up a meeting with Toy mm-hmm. and invited along with him a well-regarded art conservator named Margaret Moreland.
1: Not Margaret Moreland. Yes, Margaret The Margaret Moreland? Margaret Moreland. <laughs> So, Moreland
0: was a known conservator who had been in the business for 25 years. Oh, Mags is steel. Oh, yeah. She's a tough tough bird. (laughs) Uh, She had cleaned a lot of hunter paintings for Toy. And after Katrina, Toy brought Moreland even more hunter paintings for cleaning. Okay. Uh, Moreland attached a condition report to each piece that she cleaned. So, she said, quote, he kept asking me, do you think these are real? I don't want people to think they're fake. So, if you have paintings (laughs) that you got from the actual artist... Why would you say that? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't get know. that one. So Moreland, he came. To, she came to believe that Toy used her condition reports as proof of authenticity to prospective buyers. She's not yeah. authenticating. Uh-huh. She's just cleaning a painting. But She's, he's
1: acting like that somehow is a yeah process to that that authenticate.
0: There's no way I certified them. These are just notes I make for myself to keep track of them. Yeah. Uh, now remember how the toys uh, said Don had recopied their legit uh-huh. paintings. They accused Moreland's son, Robert, of being the real forger in all of this. So Robert, who had considered Toy a friend, was absolutely shocked.
1: Oh, he's buddies with this person?
0: This is what Robert Moreland said. Quote, never, never would I do something like that. I don't think I could fake one if I wanted to. It's just preposterous. Usually when a painting is old, the older it is, the stronger the paint is. But there were times when a little paint would come up when I was using a relatively weak cleaner. And I was like, huh. That's coming up kind of easy. But what do I know? I don't know anything about Clementine Hunter, and I definitely wasn't going to say the paintings were fake because of that. Dawn, though, hits Mm -hmm. the nail on the head. Quote, Clementine was a poor black woman who painted for pennies and nickels. These people copy her work and sign her name to get thousands of dollars for something that she'd have gotten $30 for. She's the person most violated by this.
1: Don, I'm so Don, wrong. I take it back. You're Don, not simple. You're truthful. You get exactly. right to the heart of matters. Who am I to judge your This
0: is what's clear-headedness? so irritating to me about this, the absolute exploitation. So Don, he gathered a bunch of other victims of the toys and he went to the state attorney general's office. They demanded an investigation. Get they on. got nothing. Of
1: course not. So Louisiana Don, up at all.
0: Don said, quote, the impression I got was that they thought this was a big white collar crime and that rich people were getting hurt. And so it wasn't a big deal.
1: Oh, we, we we do hear yeah, about ex- that.
0: That's that's kind of our motto here. But like, I don't classify these folks as wealthy. Okay. Like, they, they have money, but the losses make an impact on their livelihood. They can't yeah. just absorb these losses. I like the ones where the fat cat victim is what I call violently rich.
1: Yes, or like writing it off because they don't want to be embarrassed.
0: But yeah, you don't get to be a billionaire or a member of the 1% without stomping on and exploiting others. Yes, yes. So it's simple so as that. So they're violently
1: rich. I get it. And
0: that, dear listeners, is why I think they are fair game. <laughs> so, and the crimes involving them tickle me.
1: Were so you recommending a cookbook to how to cook and eat the rich? Yes.
0: Yeah. Basically. Let's take a break. Okay. Let that soak in. And when we come back, uh, we'll keep wading through the wreckage left in the wake of the USS Toy. Ooh.
3: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications...
2: She had a Harvard plaque
1: employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry.
3: She would probably have sex with one of her clients.
0: Hide your money in your old rich (laughs) man, because she is
1: on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us, they beat us, they burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire.
1: He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's and treatment
0: Hey, Zaren. Oh, Welcome. Hi. Enter. You got
1: more about that boy toy, the toy boy, my Bar- man? Crate and barrel. And barrel.
0: Uh, yeah, I do. Nice. So we've got the toys forging paintings, uh-huh. selling said fakes, then turning around and accusing the buyers of forgery when caught. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. Sometimes the tactic works and sometimes it doesn't.
1: Yeah, like when you're seven.
0: But it always muddies the water and stalls things. Yeah. You know. Um, one target of the toys, Janice Delerno. She knew the ruse all too well. She's the owner of an art gallery and frame shop in Baton Rouge, Mm -hmm. and she bought five Clementine Hunter paintings from Toy, is what she said. Quote, I started getting suspicious of him. He had this unending collection of paintings with anything you could possibly want. You could name the subject matter and size. I just started wondering what was going on. Like, how... I think the fact that you could name fine art by artists and size of the piece should have been a good clue that he wasn't on the up and up. Yeah. Like totally. made to order fine art. When
1: you like have like a an actual Hunter painting of Lionel Richie that's a 7x11, you're like, I don't know why <laughs> like, she painted that.
0: But, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's yeah. serendipitous yeah. that she did. It's
1: amazing. she's she's exactly what I wanted for my bathroom.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Delano, she took the paintings to an expert on Hunter pieces and learned they were fake. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Yeah. And she said, "Quote: William Toy turns it around and accuses the person he sold of art to copying it. It's ludicrous. <laughs> like, hello, how many times do you have to walk into this One wall? Everybody might say
1: it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> exactly. So Shannon Foley, another target. She's mm-hmm. an art dealer in New Orleans. She went to Toy's Freaky House to buy the pieces. <laughs> this is how she described it: quote It was dirty. There was dust everywhere." Three, four, maybe five cats were around. I was pregnant, and the stench of cat urine hit me in the face. I thought oh my gosh, this is crazy. I had to get out of there. You meet a lot of eccentric people in the art world who live in bizarre conditions and yet Worry. have valuable things. <laughs> so it's the eccentricity that buys the toys credit.
1: Not the tax- toxoplasmosis in the <laughs> nose when God, you go to visit. Can the you ammonia imagine? of it all.
0: Like it, but if you have money, you can be as weird as you yes, want to be. True.
1: Look at the British we were talking about at the beginning. That's why
0: I need to win the lottery. Yes. Yeah. You can
1: be eccentric as you want to be.
0: Exactly. So the toys, they were opera aficionados. Of course they were. And they named their cats after characters from Gilbert and Sullivan musicals. Oh, my
1: God. Do you have names?
0: Yes. Yes. Toy once said, quote, Do you know, we've had 106 cats since 1977. Oh, wow. Coco was the first. Yum Yum was second. If you have all day, I can tell you about every one of them. We didn't want all the yelling and screaming, so we adopted cats instead. I contacted a funeral home about where to get gravestones for the cats, so I'm going to have a load of gravestones delivered, and we're going to put one uh, at the head of each grave.
1: Okay, there's just so much to go with know, there. I but know. my favorite possibly is a load of gravestones. A load of gravestones. Can you send over maybe a, load, maybe like a, maybe a load and a half of gravestones? Well, then here's
0: Beryl. She chimes in, quote, We know where they all are. Taddy's in here. Janie's here.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, She's exactly. just pointing at stuff in the house? I like, suppose. Like, over there in that box. <laughs> like, in her pocket.
0: Um, So, back to Shannon Foley. The Pirates of Penzance are in that Shannon box. Shannon Foley wades into Cat Pea Central uh-huh. and buys five paintings. Get out! And then she bought 14 uh, more via mail after she sold those original four. Now, see, they had to smell terrible. See,
1: oh, That's bad. why they have to get them Oh, clean. my God. Yeah, it'd be like a smoker's house, but it's Cat piss. But it's Cat piss. yeah. also... I'm thinking she thought that's what made it more artistic. It's like, oh, it was so funky. It's I so, they yeah. have to be artists. They exactly. can't just be people who <laughs> no one else film. Will
0: live like that. Well, so all said, yes. Foley paid forty-four thousand dollars for nineteen paintings. Oh man. She listed some on a website and then she put others up at an auction house. And soon enough she finds out they're all fake. So <laughs> she reaches out to the toys, demands her money back. <laughs> Quote, they said all these people were jealous of them, that other people were the forgers. It's like they're scripting their own reality. <laughs> I love the journey that everyone goes through of like, oh, my God, they have these paintings. and It's kind of a bargain. I'm going to exploit them. They smell like pee, but like, I don't know, they're kind of, they're yeah. they're weird artist eccentric types.
1: And I'm going to get a good deal. Con- I, got, I just got conned. I'm going to flip minute. these.
0: Oh, and now they're saying I faked them? Anyway, so she tries to sue these them. These people are crazy. <laughs> she tried to sue them, uh-huh. but she could never get the papers served. They wouldn't open the door. Oh yeah, yeah. No, of no. course not.
1: I think that they would have to go to like um, some kind of collector from the mob to get their money. Totally, back, you know, like to- you exa- need someone in a long black leather jacket. Yeah, you
0: need to know some Hells Angels, not a lawyer. Yeah. Exactly, that would do it. Yeah, you always say Your you Oakland need the approach. mob, and yeah. I'm always like, I wish I knew some Hells Angels.
1: See, this is our California New Jersey divide. Exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. So another gal, the owner of Baton Rouge financial services company named Stephanie Hardy. She met Toy in around like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Right. Um, when he came in looking to get a loan, and Hardy denied him a loan. Smart. At which point he said, "Well, I've got all these Clementine Hunter paintings. Let's use them as collateral." So what does Hardy do? She he's she's <sighs> she like, "I have the all collateral." This. No, she buys five of the paintings. Oh my god! She's <laughs> like, "Don't worry about the loan. How, how I can take those off I'll your just... hand?" He's like, "Okay, seventy five hundred dollars," and she talks him down to twenty five hundred dollars.
1: This is classic con behavior. Everyone thinks they're getting one over on him.
0: Here's what she said. This is how she said, quote, Some were rare ones, like a Christmas tree. When I asked what else he had, he gave me a spiral-bound notebook with Polaroids of the paintings. He told me, I can get you any of these that you want in lots of sizes. In lots, in of, lots sizes. of sizes. <laughs> like the alarm bells going off. And she's like, oh, I got some rare ones for twenty five hundred. How did God. she not see this scam?
1: Why can't we get jobs? In well, the like, art let's world. back
0: it up. So he doesn't qualify for a loan. <laughs> yes, exactly. She buys paintings from him and then he's like, you know, I can get them in any size.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a notebook. It's like when my... you
0: order a t-shirt online uh-huh. and then they say, Oh, you can also get the design on a mug or a mouse pad. <laughs> like, why do I want an Elliott Smith mouse pad? <laughs> Scratch that. It sounds kinda cool. Anyway. Uh what else was in the hey, magic? Art catalog notebooks, Aaron. It would go with your Elliot Smith mug. So, (laughs) just
1: match set. Uh, What else was in the notebook? Let me tell you, Hmm. (laughs) glued inside
0: was a letter dated 1973 from Mark Antony of the 331 Gallery in New Orleans. Okay. Here's a small problem Hmm. the place closed in 1966 and the letter was from 1973. That doesn't work out. No, it doesn't. The letter said the toys owned. 438 hunter paintings and a t- with a total worth of approximately $45,000.
1: Now, to his credit, could this have been like, you know, we lost the brick and mortar but now we're a floating gallery.
0: <laughs> An online. Yeah. No. No, no. it's like the
1: brick and of totally, galleries totally we wiped. suddenly appear
0: every 4 years. <laughs> no. Exactly. So Toy, he gives copies of the letter to both Delerno and Foley as provenance for the paintings. Okay. Hardy, though, she gets the whole her hands on the whole notebook and turns it over to the FBI. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, wow. So January of 2009, did, well, she we messed with a banker. And totally. the banker's like, okay, we have federal issues here.
1: But how did she get her hands on the notebook? Did she break in? She I probably mean, was
0: like, can I just take it home and like— Just
1: yoinked it? And mm. she
0: put it in a Ziploc bag because it smelled so bad. <laughs> I don't want this stinking at my car. Uh, January 2009, the FBI got in touch with Lindell King, the director mm. of the Wiseman Art Museum at the University of Minnesota. Hmm. The FBI thought that the Hunter paintings on display there that were gifted from a local collector and his family were forgeries. Uh-oh. FBI came and took pictures of all 38 Clementine Hunter paintings there. Who oh, no. knew? That March, FBI Special Agent Randolph Deaton the fourth, not the fourth, yeah he <laughs> he contacted the museum to let them know that five of their 38 Hunter paintings were likely fake. In an interview with the Toys, Beryl said. Once they leave our hands, we have no control over what happens to them. We had the real ones, and everyone else was faking them. (laughs) And then William says, I didn't confess anything because I didn't do anything.
1: These people. They're the worst. They're amazing. (laughs) They're like the long shag carpet of people.
0: (laughs) They just collect so much grossness. Don't walk on it barefoot. Um, So when asked about Clementine Hunter's work, Toy said that he hated it, Mm -hmm. and he wouldn't let his wife hang the pieces in the house. Hmm. Quote, They're junk and really only good as dartboards. The only thing that Clementine Hunter is good for is a stepping stone in a muddy field. Damn. Like
1: backup, dude. Dude, I'm about to fight on these words. Clementine (laughs) Hunter don't deserve that.
0: So, again, September 2009. uh, So we're like, you know, after they've contacted the museum earlier in the year, the FBI, they raid Toys Home in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. They seized art supplies, computers, documents, typewriters. And according to the toys, the only paintings the FBI found were four small Hunter pieces that were left over from the 400-piece collection that Beryl got decades prior when she was friends with Clementine Hunter.
1: That's what the toys say. That's what the toys say. What did the FBI say?
0: <laughs> so, and, like, Beryl, again, she said she started buying the pieces from Hunter in 1969, you know, typically paying, like, $35 to $50 a painting. Hold up. Retired associate professor of journalism at Northwestern State, uh, Tom Whitehead, Christfowl. Mm-hmm. He was close friends with Clementine Hunter and he visited her once a week beginning in nineteen sixty nine. Oh word. He said in an interview that he never once crossed paths with Beryl and Hunter never once mentioned her name. Hmm. So if this woman is showing up and buys four hundred pieces,
1: you would think you would think that, that she would might come up in conversation.
0: Beryl's undeterred. No, of Quote, course not. They were pointing fingers at me, and I can't paint. And then I, they thought they could trick me. They said, well, your husband's confessed to it, and we're going to take him down to Central Lockup. And I said, but he couldn't have painted them either because I bought them from Clementine. I said, okay, I painted them. I painted them right after I finished helping Michelangelo paint the Sistine Chapel and Chagall paint the lobby of the Met. This, of course, went above their heads.
1: Oh, my God. They're so annoying.
0: I know. They are so <laughs> annoying. So animal control at the raid gets I'm called. I'm a
1: snob over these Louisiana police who say that I'm the criminal. <laughs> Ma'am, you are the criminal. Yeah.
0: Animal control is called.
1: Animal control. Nice. I got yeah. the dog catcher on. Well, them. they
0: had to They had to get a bunch of cats out of the house <laughs> when they had the oh, raid. Of course. Of course. The FBI raid. Um, something bad happened to heebie we won't go into, but Beryl had a meltdown. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Ooh. I mean— yeah, I, talk I about don't it. want to hear. Yeah, it. so Barrel has a meltdown and tried to attack an agent. Wow. Okay, I'll tell you what happened. He- All he- right, G-B. lay it on me. Hebe got spooked and ran out in the street and got hit by a car. Ooh. R I P Hebe But Hebe G B had cataracts and was like, not not long for this world. Okay, but it's terrible. So it's
1: just nature doing it in a weird way.
0: Right. But so Beryl loses it. Of course. Which, I mean, okay, I get it. I would. And starts attacking an FBI agent, which, uh-huh. you know.
1: You would, too. You would.
0: And they had to tranquilize her, <laughs> which, like, okay, I'll yep. take it. Okay. Um, so when <laughs> she got home, Beryl told an interview, quote, they're watching us from the top of that building as we speak. The FBI has us under 24 hour surveillance. They see everything we do. They sprayed a special powder on our car. Whenever William goes anywhere, like to the market, they can track him from a satellite. A satellite. Yeah, this is spinning. The this spinning is out awesome. is happening. So then William joins in. Quote,
1: well, okay, go yeah. on. <laughs>
0: When they were clearing out the land behind us to build that building, they took out a forest. The guy operating the cat tractor found a human skeleton holding a high-powered rifle. The skeleton didn't have identification, but we're certain he was an assassin hired to kill us. He died back there somehow. It never made the papers, of course. We moved <sighs> from eccentric into... Into,
1: I was talking to my broccoli this morning at breakfast, exactly. and it told me that...
0: Exactly. This is what their neighbor, James Breedlove, observed, uh-huh. quote... I had so many people come over, I could have sold tickets. The agents had a card table set up in the front yard and they were bringing out paintings. They would wrap the paintings in brown paper and log them into a yellow pad on a clipboard Finally, a fire truck and an EMS vehicle showed up. I later learned that Beryl went bonkers. They took her to the psych <laughs> ward of a local hospital for three days, but we didn't understand all this at the time. All we saw was Beryl coming out on a stretcher. It was quite a show, I'm telling you. <laughs>
1: I bet it was
0: right. But like, here's the thing: Beryl's like, they well, only took four paintings, and this guy's like, they had to set up a whole operation for a day, yeah, just yeah.
1: one after the other, huh?
0: So Toy thinks that Beryl now suffers from PTSD as a result of the raid, and he thinks that she should have shock therapy. Oh. That he's, I don't know, maybe he wants to
1: administer Like electroconvulsive shock therapy? Yeah. That ain't no joke. No.
0: Uh, And as to the fake paintings, Toy accused their pal Robert Lucky of the forgery.
1: You ever notice with electroshock therapy, it's always, we should do this as someone else. No one ever goes, you know what, I would like some electroshock
0: therapy. Exactly. Okay, anyway, go on. Uh, So... A toy Mm -hmm. turns on Robert Lucky, who was like their friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, He accused the FBI of planting fakes in his home during the raid. (laughs) <laughs> Quote: They had a painting, supposedly a Clementine, that I had never seen before. They have to have brought it with them. We don't even know it was there. Oh, of course, yeah. not, that
1: seems very reasonable. Barrel
0: doubles down. Quote: The FBI just wants us out of the house so they can come back and steal the Degas we have stored in the closet. But I have a message for them. We're not leaving. Let them come get us. <laughs> She's like, we got marbles, we got panes of glass. We got, we're gonna go look at the world.
1: You know the people in Pennsylvania. I should probably tell this story. They they have they said they found a bunch of gold from, like, the Civil War, and then they claim the FBI came in and stole the gold mm-hmm. from them overnight. That's why these people will not be believed is because of Beryl and Bill Toy.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. Well, Bill Toy, he's a tough talker, too. Quote, the FBI doesn't scare me. Try standing before an orchestra of 68 musicians. Now that's terrifying. Oh, yes. Like, okay, what, <laughs> what are you where did you about? get that, dude? Just, like, okay. It's like
1: he plays Mad Libs in his head he, and just grabs things and sets them.
0: He just eternally in my head gets the Jay-Z. Okay. <laughs> Robert Lucky, he told the FBI that he met the toys around 1999 and that he had sold approximately 100 paintings that he got from them. And then, according to the FBI, Lucky was informed by hunter art experts that the pieces he was selling were fake, but he just kept selling them. He's like, all right. Yeah, so
1: he's a but scammer But Lucky
0: denies this. He said, quote, I never sold a painting that I thought was a forgery.
1: That I thought. That Not I that thought. I had been
0: told was a forgery, but <laughs> I thought, that I thought I was a forgery. I don't know much about art. So yeah. <laughs> Special Agent <laughs> Deaton wrote in court documents that Robert Lucky was suspected of acting as an intermediary for yes. the toys by way of helping them sell the forged paintings. I'm with him. And that he, quote... Engaged in a conspiracy and a scheme to defraud several victims in Louisiana and in other states and knowingly sold forgeries as original, authentic works of art by Clementine Hunter.
1: Yeah, He's the equivalent of their fence.
0: Yes, completely. So FBI documents also said that it was around 2000 in the year 2000, (laughs) um, the same time that Lucky moved to New Orleans, that faked Hunter paintings began appearing on the market.
1: Coincidence,
0: yeah. Uh, lucky, um, sold about 50 to 100 paintings on behalf of the toys. Uh, Arkansas, Louisiana, New York, Texas. Hmm. The provenance of the paintings always misrepresented. The buyers were told that the sources of the paintings were like hun- other hunter collectors, not the toys. Okay. So he gets them from the toys. He's like, No, that lady who really loves hunter, yeah,
1: she's in New York. You don't know her, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um so, for a while there, Lucky owned an antique shop where he sold paintings. I
1: don't trust those places, no, antique shops.
0: No, no. It's like a interesting little front.
1: Yeah. A, they're like, um, you know, like pawn shops. Mm-hmm. But like, they're always kind of hinky. Yeah. That's how I feel about the antique shops. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Uh, he he reported, when he had this antique shop, he reported that someone had stolen 32 paintings from his shop. This Stollard. was in 92. Uh-huh. And he told newspapers that it was an $80,000 loss. But don't worry, it's covered by insurance. <sighs> Uh, He was arrested in 1999 on felony charges in Shreveport, Louisiana, because he'd failed to deliver 300 paintings that he sold for $21,000, later released on bond. In 2000, a New Orleans physician named Robert Ryan was selling part of his Hunter collection— And he got a judgment against Lucky for 12 grand, um, which is the amount that he paid Lucky for the paintings because uh, he found out that everything he bought was fake. Yes. Um, He was able to get Lucky's wages garnished and he collected his final payment in 2005.
1: Oh, he actually got his wages garnished? He got his. Yeah.
0: June of 2011, (laughs) Toy pleaded guilty to selling forged paintings, misrepresenting the provenance to buyers, and painting the forgeries. Oh. His plea agreement allowed him to avoid time in prison, which was like a maximum of five years. Uh Um, But he was kept under supervised release and he had to pay restitution.
1: So his real payment was restitution.
0: Yeah. He attacked a photographer with his cane on the way out of the courthouse. Ooh. You know, you got to keep it real. <laughs> Did the,
1: Okay, go yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs>
0: September of the same year, um, the both of them uh-huh. pleaded guilty, to, both toys, pleaded guilty to mail fraud. Uh-oh. They got sentenced to two years probation, and they had to pay $426,000 in restitution.
1: Oh, that's not bad. For, For mail fraud, that. usually, yeah. they, you know, they but hit see, you harder. The
0: Lucky also got convicted of mail fraud. Okay. He got sentenced to 25 months in prison, and then he had to pay 300 Twenty-six thousand dollars in restitution. It's
1: interesting that he gets popped, not them, on the 25 months. I mean, I like, It seems like they would all get 25 months.
0: That's what I would think. Well, he serves his time. Uh-huh. He, uh, he had three years supervised release after and 200 hours of community service. I mean, so all's well that ends well. They all pay the price.
1: Now, did Beryl ever agree that her husband— Convicted for it, actually painted the paintings. Or probably she's still not. going. With, I'm sure she that it was space aliens and the FBI. And, yeah,
0: everyone's trying to make them the victims. And Aaron the
1: powders you can see from satellites. What's
0: your ridiculous takeaway?
1: The the from the beginning to the end, <laughs> it's just, all ridiculous. Just, that was it. It's all so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm taking the whole thing away yeah. as ridiculous. And
0: again, I want to make sure that everyone understands that I'm not making poking fun at mental illness no i think these least.
1: qualify as art eccentrics more so than yeah. mentally ill from what you're describing well, i don't so, know how it's, you
0: know it's more that it's just the, the the things that they do so much yeah. so anyway but i, I do want to make that absolutely clear that that's you know um you know what my ridiculous takeaway is thanks for asking
1: oh yeah hey what's yours
0: it's i'm calling back <laughs> to your what's ridiculous at the top of the show which was about slash uh-huh. do you follow him on instagram
1: Uh, you told me to do that a long time ago and I have not. It's,
0: it's like a 13 year old boy's Instagram (laughs) account. It's so great. It's either like wishing (laughs) happy birthday to other musicians and he has like this little thing that he types out with like brackets or whatever to make it look like slash Uh or like early pre emoji stuff. Oh, okay. Or it's just like weird, like heavy metal magazine, you know, like the horror, like sexy horror uh stuff. And weird stuff like that's ah, trippy. Yeah, it's like you a, gotta follow it. It's amazing.
1: So like, you want me to to, to check out his like a uh, dark light po- or black light posters precisely. And then also, does he do like any like pictures of him with celebrities and wish them no. happy birthday, or no. just a random picture? Just a random picture. of them shredding birthday? on
0: stage. Yep. So, follow him. Is it always a picture of him
1: or does he send a picture of them? Like, if, say, it's no, Dave no, Mustaine's it's not, birthday. It's who,
0: Dave Mustaine. There's not the appear Mustaine. on it. Yeah. He doesn't like appear that. on his own thing.
1: No, that, no, that's classic. It's
0: seriously, it and is. And then the
1: rest of the time, it's just like, look at this giant snake. Or he, like, oh
0: my God, a lot of snake content. Okay. So 13 he, year old boy. It's amazing. He's true
1: to himself. I he's love exactly it. who you wanted him to be. I love that kind
0: of authenticity with people. I, I, I told you fan. I
1: met him. He was exactly what I wanted to be in person. And now you're just confirming for me that he stayed yeah. that guy. Follow him on Instagram. Go on, Saul. Be your best self.
0: That's all I have. Have for today, but I loved it. You can find us online at ridiculouscrime.com. We have t shirts. No, I don't think we do. I don't know what we have there. Cats. We should, we should get some new no. shirts up. Gifts. Yeah, we should do some shirts. yeah uh, We're at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, ridiculouscrime at gmail.com.
1: The intern showed me a really cool t shirt idea we got from somebody. Uh, I think it was today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so. If you guys have t shirt ideas, oh, send yeah. them in because we uh, we're responsive. We'll crank some
0: out. Yeah. We'll get the interns sewing. Yeah. Their little tiny fingers working. Uh, leave a talk back on the iHeart app. I know people don't like to download apps. That's what we've been finding out. Yes. They say, I don't want another app. Well, guess what? <laughs> I don't care. Send me a talk back. We're all in this together. Come we all have now. to download
1: the apps. Say yes to these cookies. Delete and just...
0: another app and add that one in. So that's my thing. Reach out, baby. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett, produced and edited by Dave Cousten, professional cat wrangler. Research is by Marissa, want to buy a Monet? Brown and Andrea, do you have any that are a 5x8? Song sharpened here. The theme song is by the auction house of Lee and Dutton. Executive producers are Ben, have you seen my cat? Bolin and Noel, who hasn't seen your cat? Brown. <laughs>
3: Ridiculous crime.
2: Say it one more time. Ridiculous crime. Ridiculous crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs in schools. They held us in dog cages, they starved us, they beat us
3: was trying to brand us. We were going to become
1: the McDonald's of in
2: treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's
1: like the police knew who he was before they got here.
2: From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life.